Connects Media, this is Atlanta Born and Brand. I'm your host, Jonathan Hilliard. Atlanta Born and Brand is a show all about businesses built right here in the capital of the South. But more importantly, it's a show about their founders. We wanted to find some of the city's most interesting entrepreneurs and creators, hear about their challenges, successes, and how they built a brand that will last. Today on the show, we catch up with Atlanta Born and Brand alumni, Rashid Phillips. Rashid is the founder, owner, and pitmaster of Phillips Barbecue. In this episode, Rashid tells us how Phillips has had to pivot their business model in the last few months as we've seen many large catering events canceled and delayed. We'll hear about the challenges the pandemic has presented and the future for Phillips Barbecue. Without further ado, we proudly present you Rashid Phillips. Yes. Hey, brother, how you doing? Oh, my man. How you been? Any day above ground is a good day. Amen to that. Amen to that. So, for those few of you who don't know who we're with today, Steve Phillips from Phillips Barbecue Co., uh, founder, operator, pitmaster, yeah. all of the above. Uh, and, Steve, first of all, man, just uh, update us on what you're doing, what you're doing, uh, how you know, recent history has treated you. I, I got a ton of questions, but I just want to hear from your perspective. Yeah, um, I'm good. Literally, like I said, man, any day above ground is a good day, despite the madness that's been ensuing all over. Um, business is doing well, uh, really surprisingly, like busier than normal. Hmm. Um, we did lose almost all of our weddings and our graduations. And right now, uh, looking forward to get set up for the holidays. So we'll really see how that works. But, you know, when everything happened, it was one of those either lay down and take it and be like, all right, this is it. Or pivot and get to the next uh, section, the next line. And I said, well, let's let's move. Let's not just wait to see what happens. And got the idea of starting to do weekly menus. And then those really took off. Um, people love the fact that they can still get that eating out experience, but, you know, get it dropped off to them. Um, and they, the menu changes weekly. So it's never the exact same thing back to back. Like I think we are just about to get back to doing some um, Latin inspired food this week. So it's a little, it's a little crazy. It's a little crazy, but brother, I've got zero complaints. I'm, I'm actually really excited about where we're at. Well, listen, man, I, I've been excited about this one. Uh, in the time we're living in, like, you talked about it, you know, when we had you on, I guess, you know, it feels like almost two years ago now, yeah. you worked so hard to build up that catering side and to build up that event side and the brewery connections that you made and all these things that literally, like you said, just went away overnight. Yeah. And yeah. when your business is like that heavy into one industry, when you have something like that happen that you have zero control over, I think a lot of people would just fold it up and, and quit and go on to the next thing. But you immediately, um, you know, just got those creative juices flowing and said, okay, if that's not going to be there, how am I going to survive? And how am I going to you know, turn this thing into a positive? Yeah. Um, 
was that hard for you, man? Like, did you have some sleepless nights or was your person? All right, you know, like man down, man up type of uh, type of a situation. Um, I, I gave myself like a whole hour to mm-hmm. like to like sit in it and then like, all right, let's get back to it. Uh, I, re- I refuse to be outworked. Like, there's just, it's just not going to happen. I refuse to be outworked. So I said, what can I do? There's a way to do this. People still obviously have to eat. And I still have uh, vendor connections with meat suppliers. I still have all the tools available to me. What can I build? Yeah, I may have been planning on building a mansion. Great. Let's build this cabin instead. You still have the abundance of tools. Figure it out. Um, and it really worked out. Even I was one of the few guys. I was actually providing meat for other vendors because I've kept my connection so strong that as my vendors saw the wave of shortage coming, they gave me a heads up. And that allowed me to get ahead of it to where I'm one of the only guys in town where you can, that has an abundance of brisket and beef ribs and pulled pork. I, I've not run out of anything yet since this whole thing started. Meat shortage or not, everything's been full go all the way. Well, and I'd heard too that a lot of um, a lot of uh, suppliers on the meat side were having huge issues too because of schools mm-hmm. closed, because of restaurants shutting down, and so all of a sudden, you know, they ha- they have this meat that's going bad, that you know they're not able to get out to their regular channels. So I'm sure they were loving you like immediately. <laughs> Uh, okay, how can I pivot and still like make this happen? Because I'm sure they'll order in just as much, if not more, than what you would normally trying to fulfill this new side of the weekly menus. Is that kind of how? Yeah, um, it was like that. And then on top of doing the weekly menus, something we do as well was every week we're making sure we were giving back to the community. So I was doing these um, firehouse and police station drop-offs, feeding various firehouses each week, feeding various police stations each week, or just dropping food off for some of my local breweries that I've worked with in the past, providing lunch for these guys, you know, because uh, I, I care about them, you know, we're, we're both in this together. I want to see everyone on the other side of this, whatever it may look like. Um, but that give back side was really prevalent to me because uh, I was driving by, I think maybe the first week after everything happened and I drove by the firehouse and their lights went up, you know, they had a call. I was like, wow, it's like one thirty in at, in the morning, one thirty at night, you know, these guys are still here. And I wonder if anyone's told them, thank you. And something as simple as I'll never forget the first drop I did station 16. Uh, it was at like 1230. And one of the guys was just so excited. He's like, I ran out of the house today. I didn't get time to pack lunch. And nothing's open, so just thank you. We really, really appreciate this. And I, I was like, man, I no, I I appreciate you. I'm just dropping off some smoked meats. You're the one that has to be up in case something happens. You know, everyone has to stay in, but you still have to go out. You still have a job to do. And you know, I don't know if anyone's told you thank you, but thank you. And I've just been doing that since. Oh, man. Now, you know, COVID happens. of itself but then all of a sudden everything in the world goes further have the george floyd thing and we have you know everything that's going on in atlanta and it's just a heavy time man it's a heavy time for everybody but i know as business owners and as members of our community 
just seeing seeing what's happened. I think in Atlanta, you know, we can hopefully turn all of this into a, a really positive thing in the long run um, with just like educating people and, you know, advancing um, just a lot of really important causes uh, in the community. But what is what has this time been like for you personally, man, as we're kind of going through this um, just sort of gauntlet of thing after thing um, and at the same time trying to run a business and trying to, you know, help a business survive? What's the, what's the first um, For me, June was a rough month mentally and emotionally. You know me, I'm a pretty upbeat person. I don't let much get to me, you know, but June was just rough. And I think my tipping point was uh, when David McKitty uh, was murdered. He was a uh, barbecue that looked like me. He was just older, you know, tall, big black guy, drugs. And he was out feeding his community, feeding uh, front linemen, feeding um, protesters. And he was shot and killed and his body was left there. And at that point, it was like, you know, George Floyd looks like me, but this guy, you know, put 10, 20 years on me. That's that's me. Literally physical description. And the, the part that threw me over the edge was one of my client's daughters heard the news that, you know, a barbecuer out feeding the community was just murdered. And she thought it was me. And my God, it broke my heart. It, it, I mean, I'm not a man of, I'm not much for tears or emotions, but that just really hurt me deep. And it, it threw me over the edge because I said, this is not what she was five then she just turned six. Um, my little biggest fan. This is not what a, a six-year-old should be worrying about at all. And uh, and I I really uh, struggled to see if I was going to go out that weekend because I was paranoid, yeah. saying this guy isn't doing anything wrong. He's he's literally doing the exact same thing that I'm doing, trying to change the narrative, trying to better his community, and this is the end result. And I really like that weighed on me for a while. The whole week I was like I don't really know if I want to go out. Hmm. I really don't. I don't want to end up on someone's shirt. I don't want to end up on a flyer or a hashtag or anything. And I, I, I decided to still do it because I can't be afraid. I've got to change this narrative. And if I don't act, I'm just going along with everything else. So as long as I keep acting to change the narrative, whether something happens to me or not, I'm doing my part. And that's all I can do. I can't expect the world to do something that I'm not willing to take action and do for myself. Well, let me encourage you, brother. Like, just even just following you on social media, hanging out in person for a while, but yeah. uh, kind of seeing your daily grind and your hustle and your kindness and selflessness in the community, man. Like, you, you're people that you know. <laughs> I appreciate um, it. You know, and and not knowing what that feeling is like of walking out and not feeling safe at the same time um you know kudos for you for for uh you know just rise rising above that and keep doing what you're doing uh we we appreciate you and uh, we thank you what you do for the community man so um keep up the great work uh i do want to hear you know you mentioned earlier we don't know what this is going to look like how long um the covid situation lasts yeah what, for the food industry on the backside, um, you know, from safety measures, from people's comfort level. What are you thinking about when it comes to the future? Or are you super focused on, you know, day at a time, 
type of things right now. I know you're a guy who and plan you know, down the road. So I said, as what's the next chapter in my hold for you? If you would have asked me at the top of 2020, January <laughs> 1st, what 2020 will bring, never in my life would I have ever guessed a global pandemic. <laughs> never. I would have guessed all types of stuff, probably aliens first, but never a, a global pandemic. So and now that it's here, a better situation. <laughs> it, might, it might actually be. It would definitely be interesting for sure. Um, what I'm focusing on right now is I've already pushed and got a lot of stuff going for 2021 but for the remainder of this year my goal is to change the narrative and include other businesses uh, along the way I've partnered with some amazing uh, brands and I've also cut ties with some past businesses just because this has sort of allowed people to reveal who and what they really are and you know it's a good and bad thing but um, I've partnered up with Pontoon Brewing we're doing a fitness challenge right now. And uh, we're doing a whole um, brewery conversations where people can come in. We're basically doing our own version of TED Talks for the community. Yeah. And we've got a lot of dope projects happening there. Um, I'm working with a lot of uh, minority and people of color businesses to make things that I need to, you know, bring uh, them to the limelight. I just had a bunch of coasters made and that's for beer that's coming soon so we'll have to catch up and talk about that but you know a uh, yeah. lot of projects in the works i've partnered with an amazing uh local fitness trainer her name is ebony ward and she's helping to lead the charge on the fitness challenge aspect of it with pontoon um you live here by the way fit ebony is that yeah that that's her that's her make sure you guys follow her check out join the fitness page it's uh We've got amazing things. If you've been watching, uh, you've seen uh, over the last nine weeks, I'm down 40 pounds uh, and definitely uh, help to her guidance and everything that's been going on. So there's a lot of fires and uh, pokers in the fire, but uh, a lot of stuff coming, a lot of fun stuff coming. I saw those clips with those 50-pound uh, dumbbells. This <laughs> well, well, first off, this morning it was, it was 70 because my big brother, man, he, he got on to me. He's like, why are you over there curling 65s and making it look easy? Stop playing around and just move. Mind you, he, he looks like he was chiseled out of marble. And he annoys me because there, there are literally seven by eight foot printouts of him at every LA Fitness across the country. So every time I walk into any LA Fitness anywhere, I have to see him. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess I got to really get to work. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing the, uh, you know, the toddler curl, you know. Okay, there you go. Go work those bars or go strides. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I do the brisket pulls, the brisket pulls. <laughs> Man, well, hey, it's super good to catch up with you. Um, I don't want to keep you for too long, but let's get together soon. I know we had some big plans for some some collabs that we were going to do before all this went down. Yeah. Line for that. So um, let's keep up. Uh, keep definitely, it definitely. We'll catch up soon. Let, let me know if there's anything we can do for you, brother. I appreciate it, brother. And always thank you for the support and everything you do. Absolutely, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. Later. See ya. Atlanta Born and Brand is a production of Connects Media. We're a full-service digital media company focused on helping small businesses tell their story in the most effective way they can. 
If you'd like to tell the story of your business, we'd love to help. You can find us at connectstatl.com.